So, hello and welcome. My name's Steve Nabell, and today I'm speaking with Emily Harrison on accessing your Akashic Records. Now, Emily is the founder and director of the Akashic Academy, a Facebook community uniting spiritual practices and energy healing modalities to unify our search for Christ consciousness. After becoming a certified Akashic Records practitioner in 2015, Emily's life shifted dramatically, and we'll hear about that, no doubt, leaving behind a career in Hollywood. Uh, she's created a healing business that includes teaching, contributing to the Huffington Post, launching a product line, and hosting multiple live stream shows, and I've been on one of them, and Emily's fantastic. So Emily's a mentor to lightworkers, um, and dreams of activating 10,000 more light workers by the year 2027. Yeah, go Emily, go. And she lives in Yay. South California. And her website is askyourrecords.com. And there'll be a link going out with this podcast. Emily, hello. Hello, my friend. I know that you interview so many amazing people because I listen to all your interviews and all of the work you put out. So to be in this company is truly an honor. And I just want to start by sharing, and, and you hear this all the time. Everyone comes on and is like, Steve, you're my favorite. <laughs> Steve, my friend, you hold such a dear place in my heart because you hold that space on my journey of ascension and transformation. I listen to your work almost daily. I share it with my children. So it's really an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, Emily, it's my pleasure. I so enjoyed being on your show. You know, you've got this such a wonderful bubbly energy, and I think you're <laughs> maybe you're bringing the Hollywood or the Missouri energy. I don't know what it is, but tell me about your, your journey, Emily. Yeah, it is. It's a mix mix of small town Hollywood. I mean, small town Missouri, and then a little big town Hollywood. Yeah. So I grew up in the Midwest in America, right on the Mississippi River. A very very small town, three thousand people only. Hmm. Um, some interesting history about the town I grew up in. Of course, the Underground Railroad is a big uh, big deal over here in America. That was the passageway, the collection of underground tunnels that during the time of the Civil War, when this country observed slavery, that was a means for the slaves to escape. Mm. And I was always so intrigued by this being a part of the town that I grew up in. And as I became an adult and, you know, have that reflection on my life, I see so many similarities to the idea of moving myself into freedom and leading other people to freedom. But mm. I didn't instantly, you know, after, after I grew up and left Missouri, I didn't instantly jump into being an energy healer or an Akashic Records mentor. I um, quit college when I was 19 years old to pursue Hollywood, which made my parents very proud. <laughs> yeah. I say a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, they, they were worried about me more than anything because I come from this town of 3,000 people, and here I am going to Hollywood, California, of all places. Yeah. Um, but I had, you know the book The Alchemist, where you have that beginner's luck on your journey. You have those mm. moments of success along the way. Mm. That was really my Hollywood journey. I started working right away, um, started being in movies and TV shows. So after my parents realized that they're, that, that this pipe dream really might might turn out, turn into something, they, they let go of their fear and they were more supportive. And it was a really exciting time in my life. You know, I had oh. this town of, this small town was all behind me. I was that story of that Midwest girl who packs up and takes off to seek her fame and fortune. Yeah. And I had a reasonable amount of success in Hollywood for the 20 years that I was there. Mm. But I found that I was always chasing something. It was always I was always needing that next job for my validation. I I was pretending to be happier. I was acting happier than I really was in my life, Steve. I was depressed mm. and I was scared and I was standing on unstable ground. Um, and I needed something different in my life. And I I grew up in that small town 
all up in the Southern Baptist Church. My mama was a Sunday school teacher. I was Sunday morning, Sunday night, youth mm. camp, <laughs> Wednesdays, like as much as we could be in church, we were. Mm. So I had grown up in that that idea of being close to spirit. I didn't so much love the organized religion. I know a lot of people feel feel that in their lives, but that essence of spirit was always with me, and I always felt very connected. When I was a kid, I used to feel like I might be psychic, hmm. and I didn't really have crazy psychic moments like where, you know, that I, you know, my Hollywood background takes me to I see dead people, <laughs> like the little boy in the sixth sense who could oh, yeah. see the see the ones who had passed. That wasn't really my experience, but I would I would practice things like I would focus on a tree branch and try to see if I could get it to get it to move or blow at all. And um, I had experiences with angels where I would feel them holding my hand. So I had some some of that kind of metaphysical and those psychic abilities activated when I was a kid, but not like some of the stories you hear where people are totally awake when they're a kid. Uh, but as I became an adult and was in Hollywood and, and went back to that searching for what was really going to make me happy, that idea of spirit and the idea of meditation was really big in my mind and heart. Like I wanted to dive into what that was all about. And so I pursued, just on my own time, listening to energy speakers, learning about meditating, learning about how this really helped us to overcome that restlessness of the body and mind, to use the words of Yogananda. Yeah. And it meant a lot to me. And it was starting to shift me out of that state, that lower vibrating state of the depression that I was in, that searching, that just feeling like there's got to be more to my life. Yeah. And I would listen to these energy speakers every day. I tuned into this podcast called The You Wealth Revolution by Darius Berezante. And he would have different energy speakers on there. And I would do whatever they were bringing to the table, I would do. Mm. And I would feel a measure of shift in my body. But bigger than that, Steve, I always heard the voice inside of me saying, you can do this too. You can do this too. And I got to the point in my life where I was ready to make a transition. And I wanted to start practicing on my friends. I wanted the, the healing modalities that I was learning and practicing. Like I wanted that to be my life. I wanted that to be what I sunk myself into every day. Mm. So I decided that I was going to reach out for a mentor. And honestly, Steve... I'm sure you remember going through that phase of your own awakening where you just are ferociously absorbing whatever knowledge is available. Indeed. Right? Yeah. You just can't get enough. And I was I was finishing that stage, although I don't know that that ever really finishes. I'm kind of always in that state. I find I find that I feel that way when I listen to to everything that you put out. I just like, oh, I want to <laughs> absorb all of this. But I was moving away from wanting to absorb so much and I wanted to study with a mentor like I wanted to find somebody who could teach me who could work with me and I really wanted to grow my own skills hmm. and I didn't much care where I was going to go to be perfectly honest with you I was just like I'm going to look for someone to certify me in something for me it Reiki didn't feel like the right thing so the only clue I had really was well it's not Reiki so I got to figure out what it is and um my mom had gifted me an Akashic Records reading 10 years prior. Now, of course, I was completely absorbed in Hollywood at this time in my life, so I used that session to try to get as much insight on how I could become the A-list actress that I wanted to be. Hmm. And I found myself a little frustrated with the answers because the answers were so much more spiritual, and I wanted the material answers, man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I did recognize that, that I just being in that energy, there was a certain amount of activation of the Akashic Records inside of me mm. that 
had always stuck with me. And when I was flipping through the back of a Conscious Life magazine looking for what course I was going to certify in, there pops the Akashic Records. And I remembered that session that I had had. And there was a lady who could teach it. And I thought, that's me. I remembered that the Akashic Records were the realm of space-time where all information is programmed. Every bit of our past, our present, all future possibilities. And I thought, well, this sounds like it can do almost anything. Like, if I can learn how to access this, I can learn the deepest questions about myself. Yeah. I can ask, what do I do next in my life? I can ask, how do I heal this person who's coming in to me right now? I can ask, you know, how do I manifest and create the next project that I need to work on? It's, it's like a one-stop shop for assimilating all of the spiritual knowledge. I also found it really helpful in understanding and decoding, like, mysteries that were beyond Emily's realm of understanding. Mm. You know, things that get a little technical, that get a little scientific, like understanding the different matrices of space and time and how we move through them. That was stuff Star Trekky and just seemed like storytelling yeah. before I learned the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records helped me to understand in a very practical way what all of this cosmic information means. I decided to get certified and I moved uh, through the process of gaining my certification and from there it's been it's just been such a quantum trajectory of not only doing readings and healings but teaching others how to use the Akashic Records to -hmm. creating the Akashic Academy which is an online um, community where we talk about not only the records but all of these all of this wisdom that used to be so hidden, right, Steve? It used to be saved for the monks and the sages and the, the great yogis. And now this information is surfacing and available to each and every one of us. You know, my belief is that every human being is wired to access the Akashic Records. That's why I'm so passionate about teaching other people how to access this amazing realm. Okay, so Emily, let me ask you, for people who have kind of interested but don't really know, what are the Akashic Records? Is it just for humans or is it other life forms as well? It's a great question. Kashic records are the realm of consciousness where all information has been programmed. They're known as the information realm. They're known as the book of life. Mm. They're known as the mind of God. They're known as the hall of records. Many different names for this realm. This is basically a matrix of energy, and, and human beings can look at it as a library, an ethereal library, mm. where every piece of information is stored about people, about places, about things, about animals, your crystals have Akashic records, different like different circumstances that have happened. So, for example, the Civil War, I talked about the Civil War earlier yeah, yeah. as part of my background. The Civil War has its own Akashic records. Hmm. Um, relationships have their own Akashic records. Every single thing on the planet, as well as beyond our planet, intergalactic beings, um, different planets, every single thing has this Akashic record where every bit of information about it has been programmed, Hmm. um, which (laughs) is a huge source of of wisdom. It's very similar to the Internet, Steve, where all of this information is at our fingertips. Right. Where are these Akashic records? Are they still in their energy field, in the planet itself, or both? That's such a great question and a bit of a paradox because they're everywhere. We're all connected. Hmm. So they're everywhere, and they're also not exactly located on this physical plane. Um, My understanding is that they were located on the Earth at one point in time, during the time of Atlantis, ancient Atlantis and Lemuria. Hmm. And because there were souls who were accessing the records without a measure of consciousness, all right, so without that 
um, measure of wanting to be in the highest vibration or use them for the highest good. They were removed from the earth plane. Hmm. My understanding is that they exist on seventh dimension space-time, and they are accessible through the crystalline grid of the planet. They're accessible through the DNA of every single person on the planet. They are wired into the construct of everything we interact with. So while their physical location, like that giant library that I described, Mm. you can't find it any place here on the planet, it is accessible through meditation, through our DNA, through understanding how we create that bridge to to that realm of consciousness. And of course, we can create that bridge and access it because of the energy of oneness because we are all interconnected with that with that divine energy yeah do we need to have done a certain amount of spiritual practice to access them or a certain amount of meditation or somebody's living the kind of nine to five unconscious Mm -hmm. is it harder for them actually no there are many people who are accessing the records and they don't even realize it so very similar to how i talked about the records being like the internet the internet is all of this information located at our fingertips. So how do we access the exact pieces we want? Well, we have to ask a question. Yeah. And the Akashic Records work very similarly in terms of the information when you go in to get the information. Hmm. Asking a very specific question brings about very specific information. Yeah. Anytime that a human being is asking a question to the universe, to God, to yourself, to just, you know, the random air if you're driving down the street and you're frustrated that everybody keeps cutting you off and you're like, oh, why does everybody keep cutting me off? Mm. You'll notice that you get an answer in your mind, Mm. right? We don't ask questions without getting answers. There's always some commentary that comes back up. That is the nature of the Akashic Records. But how I also describe that the question is so important If we want to gain everything that there is to gain from the Akashic Records, then yes, spiritual mastery and spiritual practice comes hugely into play. Because the nature of the question, the vibration of the question that we're asking, is going to determine the answer that we get. So if we're in that frustrated state, which is a lower, it's a less conscious vibration, um, it means that you know, we're not staying in our place of being very centered and we're frustrated, people keep cutting us off. Mm. The answer that we're going to get is going to look something like, well, because every a-hole and their mother's out today, running late, (laughs) whatever. As we bring about consciousness and awareness and self-love and a spiritual practice and and daily meditation into our life, our question changes. Mm. Our question turns into, what am I doing to attract all of this, all of these people cutting me off today? Mm. And then the answer that you're going to get is going to look a lot different. It's going to look like, well, you didn't take the time to take care of yourself and your schedule this morning so that you gave yourself enough time to get ready and to get out the door in a calm fashion so you're rushing around and you're vibrationally matching all the rest of the people who are rushing around. And then when you get that kind of answer, you're like, oh, I get it. And then you you get the you have the power to make a shift or a change, mm. so it's not difficult to access the records. Pretty much everybody is accessing them to some measure in their life anyway, but to access them to their fullest potential and to really receive the insight and the shift and the self transformation that comes from learning how to um, reside and how to move about this space mm. is so different than that day to day nine to five use of the Akashic Records. 
Now, I sometimes think of the Akashic Records as a huge library, but also I sometimes think of it as a kind of huge computer room, you know, where we can access mm -hmm. information or programs. So we talked about accessing information, but what about the programs in there, the programs that uh, run our lives, the kind of karmic stuff? Uh, there may be agreements, mm -hmm. contracts, vows, karmic IOUs, you know, or programs yep. we picked up from the family line, all this stuff. So there's stuff there. Can we, apart yes. from getting the information, can we do something with it? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's another amazing, really amazing application of the Akashic Records is when we have enough understanding to be able to ask these questions, is there a karmic debt involved? Is there ancestry that I need to clear that's running through my DNA? The records can get very specific with us about showing us where these patterns, where these paradigms have been written into our experience. Mm -hmm. And we can make shifts and changes even in past lives, we can make shifts and changes by moving through the space of the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. And some of the advanced protocols that I teach my students, one, are going in and clearing past life energy, where a place where we have taken on a paradigm of belief or a paradigm of fear that is still reverberating through our present life that mm -hmm. needs to be cleared, simply by locating that through the Akashic Records and going back to that point in time, do a little astral traveling and we head back there, and holding light, you don't even really have to go in and experience that trauma again, but holding light and calling in the ascended masters, the beings, the guides, the teachers, those that exist in the space of the Akashic Records for help. We can simply hold light on that moment, and there is a cosmic shift through space and time, forwards and backwards into the future, mm -hmm. when we shift those paradigms of, of belief. Um, and it, it's really powerful. We can go in and rewrite our karmic contracts. Once we understand why we've taken on the contract to begin with, then it's very easy to rewrite that because the lesson has been understood and mm. received. That's what karma really is, is, is unlearned lessons. It's the current balancing structure of this plane so that we learn the lessons we need to learn. Now, I believe that there are some realms of consciousness where karma isn't part of the process. Yeah. Um, if we're staying very present in every single moment, we don't experience karma you know so um when we as we move into 5d or this fifth dimension i feel like we're really going to absolve the need to even have the karmic structure but we can't get there until we've learned the lessons that we need to learn and the akashic records is a brilliant place to go in and receive that insight that knowledge yeah, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant point, Emily, around the shift, the 3D to 5D shift. Mm -hmm. And this is what's going on on planet Earth now. Um, mm -hmm. How does this affect, when we're going into the Akashic Records, how does this shift affect us? What, or what do you notice in your clients when people are going through this shift? Is the stuff coming up? Uh, are they able to access more deeply? What, what do you notice? Yes, all of the above. One of the most amazing things about the Akashic Records is it has a similar quality to Reiki energy in that it has its own consciousness. Yeah. So just being in the space of the Akashic Records provides a measure of healing, a measure of upgrade, a measure of understanding. I believe that anytime somebody moves into the space of the Akashic Records, they're being rewired to some extent. Mm -hmm. They are receiving more bandwidth. Even if you don't go in and ask questions and receive answers, just going in and sitting in the space of your Akashic Records shifts your own vibrational light body. You know, there are um, certain vortexes, the chakras inside of our body that are, as, as we've moved through this transitional time with the eclipse, 
that are receiving big upgrades. And when we go into the space of the Akashic Records, we can just simply sit and ask for whatever upgrades on our energy body that are being required for us to continue to ascend, to continue to advance, and we can trust that we receive those. Stuff does come up for people in the records. Um, Anything that needs to be shifted or that needs your attention or needs to be addressed is going to pop up into either your mind or my mind if I'm the person who is the practitioner of the session. But the records have a way of bringing to the forefront whatever it is that needs to be shifted and healed. Um, Also, a certain measure of the energy rides on the person's voice. So if I'm working with a client and they're telling a story to me about something that's causing them discomfort in their life and wanting to know how to shift it, just them talking it out in this space It's like the energy of the records comes in, attaches to the vibrational frequency of their words, and starts to unravel it for them. Mm. So the energy of the Akasha has a consciousness and an understanding of its own, far beyond my understanding. I do love it when I say something that is really, and that's that's my ego talking right there. So so you can see, I'm still on my own journey releasing the ego. (laughs) But I really love that feeling of when somebody says, oh, wow, this makes sense. I totally get it. Thank you. That was, I really like the way you said that. But the bigger truth, Steve, is it actually doesn't even matter what I say. I'm really, my job in that moment is to anchor and hold in that space so the records can do whatever work it needs to do on the person who's coming for that, for that healing and that wisdom and that insight. Now, uh, my final question is soul purpose. You know, so many people are saying, what am I here to do? And uh, the answers are all in the Akashic, are they not? They're all in the Akashic records, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And our soul purpose isn't necessarily one thing, mm. and it doesn't necessarily stay the same over the course of our entire life. Yeah. Now, because we're because we're constantly shifting and changing, and... Um, my mentor taught me that the Akashic Records are actually being rewritten in every moment. Mm-hmm. Every time, because we're co-creating in every moment, right? Mm-hmm. So there is that wiggle room, that flexibility to shift and create whatever it is that we want to create in our future in the space of the records. Um, but the idea of really using them to find our sole purpose is a powerful application because we can Figure out what our soul purpose is right now based on the vibration that is emanating from our being. Hmm. And we can also look into, say, how does that shift and change if I am in my highest good timeline? Right? That's another reason why our soul purposes shift a little bit is because our timeline shift. Hmm. There are many future possibilities. The future is infinite possibilities. Right? And the Actually, vibrationally, how it works is there are infinite possibilities which move into probabilities as we continue to use our own vibration to think about things, to manifest them, to hold them close to our heart. They move from possibilities to probabilities. And then as they gain more momentum and as they pass through those energetic fields where they move into the physical realm, that's when they become our reality and our certainty. So we have that ability to tune in to different different vibrational frequencies of our own timelines. There are infinite number that we can tune into. Mm. So using the Akashic Records to find what is the one that's in the best interest, in my highest good, that serves my interests and desires and inspires me the most. Mm. And we can tune into that sole purpose 
What happens when we tune into that one, Steve, when we know to ask for the highest vibrational frequency one, the one that allows for the most transformation in not only us, but as each one of us individually transform, that's the transformation of the planet that's happening. Yeah. Right? It's, It's happening on the microcosmic level. But as we ask in that space of the Akashic Records, another amazing thing that starts to happen is that Akashic wind that I call it that amazing power and potential that comes from that space of the records begins to infuse our being, infuse our mind, infuse our thoughts, and keeps us more in line with what it takes to create that highest future reality for ourselves. Now, Emily, um, there's two things. You're going to lead a meditation for our listeners, but before that, can you just tell us about your, you've got these three-level Akashic Record trainings that go over three months. Could you just say something about your training? Yes, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this. This is part of my mission of activating 10,000 light workers in the next 10 years. My belief is, like I shared, everyone has the ability to do this. And oh my gosh, what happens on the planet when we all realize we can tune in to this high level of, of wisdom with, where we see ourselves un, from unconditional love and zero judgment? It shifts the nature of who we are. So what I find in this three-month course is not only are my students learning the protocols of the Akashic Records, Hmm. but there's a self-transformational quality that happens. You know, so many of us talk about self-love and getting really down into what that means. Until we can see ourselves truly for who we are and what it is that we're here to do on the planet and love that about ourselves, we haven't fully experienced self-love. And that's an amazing byproduct that comes out of the three months of studying and learning to go into the records and see these different aspects of yourself because you see yourself from this place of unconditional love in zero judgment. So I take students from knowing nothing about the Akashic records, although many of the students that come to me have a familiarity and they, they have other modalities. The Akashic records pairs beautifully Mm. with other modalities Mm. um, because it just adds that extra layer of information that's coming in for whether it's Reiki or massage or reading cards for people. Um, So I take them through the beginning protocols of learning about what the records are, who's in there, um, the sacred requirements that are needed to fully access them. I teach them my way of accessing the records, which there are many ways. It's like praying, Hmm. right? There are many ways to get into that space. But Hmm. I teach the the method that I downloaded from my own records. And then I teach the advanced healing protocols as well, the moving into the past lives and clearing energy, moving into our future lives and, and making sure we're aligned to the highest timeline. Not only do we go into other lifetimes and clear things that don't serve us to you, but we can go in and gather up ancient energy. We can gather up old um, abilities that we had in other lifetimes that might not be fully awake in us in this lifetime. I talk about creating your own healing modalities with the records. I talk about the hugely important aspect of clearing our to- of clearing our ancestry. Mm. Um, it's so important. There are so many people on the planet who part of the sole purpose of being here is clearing the ancestral energy that's, that's being carried over mm. through the generations of their family. So I teach what, more about what that is and how we do that. Yeah. And for people who are interested in a certification, I also certify other lightworkers to become certified Akashic Record practitioners. Wonderful. And do check out askyourrecords.com for that course. It's all on Emily's uh, website. So Emily, just say something about the meditation. Mm, going into meditation and leading you guys through this is 
a humble honor. I'm so excited to mm. move through this space. Mm. I want to share with you all, we're going to be held in the highest frequencies of love and light. This is a beautiful realm to explore. Um, if you've never done it before, I invite you to get comfortable. We're going to move into asking about our soul purpose. I want you to recognize that if you get an answer in this space, go with whatever's coming in. Um, Spirit speaks to us in many ways through through pictures, through messages that we hear, through through our feeling, through our knowing. You might get a mixture of those qualities and the messages that you get. Just allow whatever comes up in your mind and your imagination to be true for you. It's also okay if you don't fully understand it in this moment. I promise you, in the right time, you will perfectly understand the information and the wisdom that you'll receive going through this meditation. Also, if you don't feel like you're getting any information, I want you to trust that just being in this frequency is upgrading you. It is shifting things inside of you for you to receive your soul purpose. Um, setting an intention just right now that everyone who hears this will receive just the right bit that they need to move them along their journey in really understanding and, and not only understanding but I'm also asking for the records to bring in courage and personal power for us to once we know our sole purpose to step into that all right so with no further ado we're going to move into the meditation I invite you all to get really comfortable it's okay if you lie down it's okay if you're sitting up the main thing that you want to focus on is keeping that, that spinal column straight, okay, and keep so the energy, can, the energy flows nice and freely. And we're going to synchronize our breath together. Our breath is the most direct exchange we have with the universe. So we're going to synchronize our breath with an intention of holding this powerful space for each other and moving into that, that state of oneness. So everybody, deep breath in. And just pause slightly at the top of your breath. And a nice slow exhale. Not rushing that exhale. Releasing slowly. And one more deep breath in. Focusing on expansion with this breath, creating more space in the body, in the cells. Holding and a nice slow exhale. Just releasing any lower vibrating energies that are hanging on. Giving yourself permission to be very present right in this moment. One more deep breath in. Expanding, creating space for more light to enter the body. And as we exhale, focusing on that central column of light running up and down your spine. And we're going to send that column of light like roots of a tree and anchor deep into Mother Earth. So with your imagination, with your intention, sending that column of light down through your feet. Connecting down through the Earth Star Chakra, moving through the crust of Mother Earth, moving down through the crystalline caves of Mother Earth, picking up energy and vibration as we move through her caves, moving through that crystalline grid, picking up more vibration, wisdom, love as we move through the grid. And sinking down now deep into that crystalline core center, that liquid magenta crystalline core of Mother Earth. This energy contains all of the unconditional love and support of Gaia. So just feel that. Feel your mother, mother planet holding that space in unconditional love and support for you. Feeling that 
wisdom as well. Every bit of wisdom from the birth of this planet to all future possibilities for Gaia exist in this frequency. So just allowing our energy to adjust and to absorb. And now we want to pull that energy back up our central column. So like we're pulling energy up a straw, breathing in, feeling that energy move back up that column, moving back up through the crystalline caves, through the grid, through the crest of Mother Earth. Now moving into your body, through your feet, your ankles, your lower legs, your knees, your upper legs, your torso, moving through the chakra system, the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart throat, the third eye, the crown chakra, exhaling, sending your breath back down into Mother Earth, picking up some more of that energy and breathing that energy up again. This time, give the instruction and that Mother Earth energy move into every cell inside of your body, waking up all of that dormant DNA, filling your cells with that consciousness, that love, that wisdom. And now we're going to anchor into the space of the Akasha, the space of ether. So taking that column of light, moving out the top of your head through the crown chakra, moving through the soul star chakra, moving up through our atmosphere, breaking through the earth's atmosphere, passing our moon, our sun, passing now our solar system and our Milky Way galaxy, passing the other galaxies in our universe and coming up to that invisible force field that barrier between the universe and the Akash. And with one more breath, allowing that column of light to penetrate that force field, moving up into the space of the Akasha, the space of the ether. Akasha is a Sanskrit word that means ether, and ether is that primordial energy. The four elementals, earth, wind, water, fire, they all stem from the ether. This is a very high frequency, so we just want to give ourselves a moment to acclimate to that high vibrating energy. And then when you're ready, with your intention, pulling that Akasha energy back down that column of light, traveling down through the solar system, moving now. Feel it as it moves into your light body, moving in through the crown chakra, moving into your light body. Feel the alchemization process as this Akasha energy mixes with the earth energy that we brought in. There's a very substantial upgrade in vibrational frequency to our light body as we mix our own soul energy with the Akash, with Mother Earth. Very special transformation happening. Tune your awareness to try to feel that subtle energy shifting. Good, and now we're just going to take a few breaths and circulate the energy through this entire column. So deep breath in, exhaling, moving the breath, the life force energy all the way down into Mother Earth, and then as we inhale, bringing it back up, moving it up into the Akasha, exhaling, pulling it back down. And now we want to move our consciousness from our mind into our heart space. The heart is the portal to all higher gateways of consciousness. So we want to gather up all of our brain power, all of the consciousness that we're using to process the words of this meditation, gathering up that energy, bring all of your consciousness into a beautiful crystal ball there inside of your mind. And then with your intention, slowly sinking that ball of consciousness down into your heart space. 
letting your consciousness come to rest there in the heart. And set an intention now that every breath you take during this meditation is going to expand your consciousness through your heart space. And I want you to turn your awareness inward now and notice a pinpoint of light there inside of the heart chakra. We're going to move into that pinpoint of light and allow that to be our portal, our gateway into the Akashic Records. The method that I'm going to share with you guys today is the method that I downloaded. I call it the Five Sacred Ohm Method. It's a combination of, first of all, creating the support structure of light, using our breath and shifting our energy patterns to put ourselves in the proper state to receive all of this high vibrating energy. But now we're going to use our voice, and our voice is a powerful mechanism in creating. Sound is how reality is created. So we're going to use our voice to create this connection, to create this light bridge, to move into the space of our Akashic Records. And we're also going to use the sacred sound OM. So I'm going to say the first sacred OM sentence, and that is, with this OM, I relax my body. And now I'm going to pause, and I'll let you say it out loud. So Steve, I'll... I'll say it and then I'll pause and I'll let you speak for everyone out there who's doing the meditation with us. And um, they can say, with this ohm, I relax my body. So, mm. with this ohm, I relax my body. With this ohm, I relax my body. And together we'll ohm. With this ohm, I relax my mind. With this ohm, I relax my mind. With this ohm, I release my ego. With this ohm, I release my ego. With this ohm, I call in the light. With this ohm, I call in the light. Ah. With this ohm, I open the Akashic Records of Emily Suzanne Harrison, and you'll say your name. With this ohm, I open the Akashic Records of Stephen and Al Nobel. The records are now open. So now we've moved through, we've moved through our heart chakras into this realm of the Akashic records. You might see a big temple, a big library structure in front of you. Notice all of the light beings that surround the gates here of the Akashic Records. These are the lords of the Akashic Records here to guard this divine space. They're welcoming you. They're happy to see you. And they motion for you to move into the atrium, into the entrance of this amazing hallway, this hall of records, this library, this temple. And so you walk in, moving up the stairs, 
of the entranceway and the doors magically open for you and you walk inside this grand temple, this sacred library. And just take a moment to look around. You'll notice that while you could detect the, the finite structure of the building from the outside, now that you're inside, you see that each hallway that goes on in infinite directions and there are an infinite number of hallways, you'll notice that it seems to be no end as you look up. It's just this giant spiraling staircase of more and more layers of consciousness. And just take a moment to be in that space of awe of the vastness of the knowledge of the universe all here at your fingertips. Knowing that you have divine access, divine right to be in this space. And now we're going to ask for our guides to emerge to take us into our own private rooms inside of the Akashic Records. Now just ask for your masters, your teachers, your loved ones, your guides, your angels, those beings who are here to support you in this space. Call for them now, allowing them to come forward and surround you, feeling their presence as they come in. Many of us work with archangels, the ascended masters. Many of us have loved ones who show up for us in this space. Just noticing who comes forward for you. Sometimes they remain nameless as well, and that's okay. Taking a moment to greet all the light beings who have showed up to escort you. And now sharing with the light beings that you're setting the intention to understand more about your soul purpose, your highest soul purpose on this planet. The highest vibrational outcome of you, what you're here to do, the gifts you're here to share. We want to see the highest good today. And your guides agree to take you into the room that will help you access and, and understand what that timeline looks for you, what that soul purpose is all about. And on the count of three, they're going to teleport you into that special room, that sacred room here within this vast library of information. One, two, three. Allow yourself to emerge on the other side of that portal in a very comfortable room very beautiful room. Take a moment just to look around the room. Notice any artifacts that are in your room. Notice what your room looks like. Notice the big comfy chair that's waiting for you to come sit and receive this information. Notice all of the files and the books, all of the information regarding you and your soul purpose. Feeling the unconditional love and support in this space. And now allowing yourself to move into the chair that's waiting there for you. Knowing that first, you're just going to receive healing and receive upgrades in this space. Moving over, sitting in your chair, relaxing into your chair, and giving your permission to receive all of the upgrades the consciousness, the releasing of old paradigms, everything that you are ready to absorb and everything that you're ready to release. Now making your, your 
of system open to have those adjustments made for you in this dynamic space. All you need to do is just allow, allow the beings coming in to work and shift your energy field. Giving them just a moment to work. Creating more space in yourselves to receive more light, to receive more consciousness. preparing you to see and receive your soul purpose. And now you're, you'll notice there's a giant white screen that's coming down from the ceiling, moving down right in front of you in your comfortable chair. And now you see the giant white screen, this movie projector screen in front of you. And when you're ready, ask that the masters, the teachers, the loved ones, the guides that are there with you to show you your soul purpose, the highest possibilities, the highest vibrating truth of who you are, and just allow whatever comes up on that screen to be absorbed into your being now. You may see pictures, you may hear music, some people even see code, binary code, dripping down the screen like the matrix. Whatever you receive is perfect for you. Just being here in the state of just observing and allowing yourself to receive whatever comes up on the screen for you. And just breathing, be sure that you're breathing, don't hold your breath. Nice deep breaths. Receiving that soul purpose energy right now. And now before we move out of our meditation and we say goodbye to the masters and the teachers, the loved ones and the guides, we ask for one more divine attainment, courage and personal power for us to step into our sole purpose to create what it is that we're meant to create here on the planet. Asking for any of those shifts within our own energy field that need to be made to help us easily under grace in a perfect way to align with that highest soul purpose and stepping into action and just receiving those energy shifts right now. You may feel tingling in certain places in your body you may feel the rewiring of different areas, rewiring of the heart, rewiring of the mind. Allowing that rewiring to take place. But in now giving thanks and our appreciation for all information and all healing that is received in this space. And also before we go, we want to acknowledge the frequency of oneness, which says, anytime any one of us receive a measure of upgrade, receive understanding toward our soul purpose, that information then becomes available to everyone on the planet. We want to give that information back to the crystalline grid, making it accessible for others to easily access this space. 
And with one final ohm together, we're going to close the Akashic Records. We're going to move from our comfortable chairs back into the present state of space and time in the room that you're in, just allowing your soul to come back to that space with this final ohm. Uh, and then when you're ready wiggling your toes and your fingers slowly allowing yourself to come back to the earth plane here make sure that you're breathing Very important that we come back slowly and then we do some grounding after we come back into our present state of space and time. Grounding can be done by walking barefoot outside, by drinking water, by eating a little bit, by focusing your energy on that space where your feet touch the planet, feeling the ground, all of that's grounding energy. Helps to bring us back down to back down into our bodies. Wonderful. Good job, everybody.